Welcome to Tuned in Town, episode 59. Uh, today's date is May 12th, 2018. I am your host, Devin, and Caleb's here today. Hello. Hi. So uh, today we have kind of a we have a pretty different episode lined up. Yep. Uh, we're going to be talking about the um, Back to the Future ride history. So we're kind of expanding our horizons, as said by Caleb. Yep, we are. Um and we're just going to kind of branch over into the universal parks around the world and be talking about, uh, personally, my favorite movie trilogy. Yes. I've seen. It's very, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the ride uh, version of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get into all that, let's go ahead and get into Adventureland Chat. Oh, goody. <laughs> Shall we chat? Oh, yes. Let's. All right. Welcome back to Adventureland Chat. Uh, for me personally, and for you too, I guess, it's uh, the end of school. Yeah, that's lo- right. Lots of finals. Lots and lots of finals. Yeah. We have a thing here in Utah called Sage. It's sage mm-hmm. testing, which I obviously don't like. Yes. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah, you don't. Obviously don't like. Uh, it's because it doesn't go on your grade. It doesn't affect your grade at all. Teachers say that they're um, that they'll count it as like your final if you do good on it or whatever. Uh, they did. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, that. but it's against the law apparently. It because I don't know. In some, I guess there was a law passed saying that if they put it to affect your grade in any way, positive or negative, it's against the law, and it's just like a school test. Like, well, you should do some research and tell me the facts next time. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I I know that it can't go on your grade, and I know that it's to quiz the school as a whole and the teachers. But you're pretty sure that's illegal to put it on your grade? Yeah, because a law was passed saying that you're not allowed to put it on your grade. So some teachers, yes, very different than no. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh well, we'll we'll look it up after. Okay, okay, that sounds good. But yeah, I've been told by. A ton of teachers, and like my math teacher said it, my language arts teacher said it, uh, my physics teacher was the one who said it, that she would put it on our grade. But I but don't, I don't know. Only in how a goes. positive way. What? Only in a positive way, though. Yeah, yeah. Only in a positive about. way, not like, um, not like if you do bad on the sage, you get a bad grade in my class, you know, type thing. It's just if you get a good grade on your sage, it counts towards your yeah. final. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I don't like Sage because it doesn't, it's degraded the teachers, mm-hmm. not the student. Uh, and so I, I don't see a point to it, you know, but I don't know. So I opted out. And so yep. all of next week in school, I'm just going to be sitting there doing nothing because we're just Sage testing. So by opting out, it takes out your login information. I can't log in. So <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finals kind of stressful. Lots going on at school. Yep. Cool. So, anything with you? Oh, I'm getting my braces off next week. Nice. Super excited about that. Nice. Finally. I right? know about time. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I think that wraps up Adventureland Chat. Right? 
Yeah. Okay. So next we're going we're going to go ahead and get into Tomorrowland Bugle, where we're going to be talking about how uh, the Maleficent float in uh, Walt Disney World caught fire and uh, the new location for a restaurant going in Epcot. So uh, make sure to stay tuned as we head into Tomorrowland Bugle. Initiate countdown. Another and now for the news. All right, welcome to Tomorrowland Bugle. Uh, Caleb is going to start us off. Yes. All right, well, um, about a week ago, maybe this past week. Oh, it was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Wow, okay. Well, what do you know? So the Maleficent (laughs) Dragon Float in the Magic Kingdom in one of their parades, um, it breathes fire, Mm -hmm. and unfortunately it caught itself on fire. And there are videos all over online of the dragon still moving with the head on fire, and it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll find a way to post that like on our Instagram page and stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll so. see. But this this begs the question of maintenance because over mm-hmm. the past two months, like monorail doors opening while <laughs> moving, and now this. Yeah, all at Magic or at Disney World, right? Yeah, at Disney World. So, yeah, it's making you wonder if they're doing their job, <laughs> or they're just spending too much money and time on other things. Yeah, yeah, that's what worries me sometimes. Anyways, so I thought that was cool. Saw the video. Mm-hmm quite yeah. interesting yeah it's it's not much you don't get a you don't get what am i trying to say <laughs> you don't there's a rare chance that you see disney messing up in like a way of the monorail doors opening or you know something catching fire uh but, but it's been happening it's been happening lot. more and more so i i don't know what this means for like rides luckily no one was injured or hurt in any way yeah during it's um it's pretty funny to see like a puny fire extinguisher trying to they got it out in a couple yeah. of minutes they got it out so, but the head was still moving and i thought that yeah. was pretty funny yeah. uh after pictures show that the head was really charred oh yeah and so it's, it's, it's gonna, gonna be out it's gonna be out for a week or so possibly just them trying to fix it up <laughs> Who knows? maybe it's gone forever i don't know this was the uh steampunk uh, oh yeah, the steampunk dragon. Yeah, you can you can see videos online or on our Instagram page. So, um, okay, next piece of news. Uh, a little while ago, back in D twenty three, I say a couple years ago, I think they announced kind of these new Epcot renovations that they're going to be going through. Okay, first of all, that was last year. Sorry, last year I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Epcot renovations where they're just going to kind of be re-theming all of future world that little area around yeah. spaceship earth and uh doing little enhancements here and there for like ellen's energy adventure turning into guardians yeah and uh like the land pavilion mm-hmm. and you know seas with nemo and friends they're going to be kind of changing that up so uh part of this new renovation is they are going to be adding a new development in between epcot and test track and there they're going to be placing that new restaurant that's supposed to be really cool like really high tech and the mission space yeah like the it's a space themed restaurant it's called uh high above earth they think and uh but it's going right there in that new development between spaceship earth i mean not spaceship earth uh between mission space and test track so definitely something to go and see because uh concept art shows cool pictures of like the windows having cool effects and i don't know hopefully it's good food do you think someone might get motion sick possibly if uh in the Space Mountain uh, Star Tunnel that you go yeah. through at Disney World, it's really weird windows. 
And so I can, but it's a really cool effect, and they made me dizzy, and I don't get motion sick very easily. So do you think someone would get dizzy in this restaurant? I don't know, because I don't know if it's going to be that kind of weird, like, magnifying glass inverse thing that makes everything look really weird shapes, or if it's just going to be a screen. But I would would imagine that they would just do screens. And and this begs the question, is this going to be like, a really bright screen. I, I don't think it would be. Is this going to just be all like a... very, all screens everywhere? Or is it going to be more of like a, like Universal does really good jobs with their screens and their effects, mm-hmm. like uh, with Forbidden Journey Q and stuff like that. Yeah. Is it going to be like that, where it feels dimensional or not? Or is it just going to be, I don't know, like just a, a big screen. IMAX screen or something? I don't know. Uh, from concept art that's going to be on our website, uh, it looks like a circular restaurant. That uh, has windows going does on the, the restaurant outer wall. Move. Everywhere. That could be cool. That, that would be cool, but rotating. that would really make people throw up. It would. Um, it would be a cool effect, but you also have to be careful, right? Yeah, you have to be careful and, with things. Um, I would hope that they would try their hardest to bring in these new practical effects and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. We'll just, it's one of those things that either we have to wait for more information to come out, more concept art, mm-hmm. or just for it to open. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so um, about two days ago, after we attempted to record this podcast on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And it, it disappeared. And it deleted. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom got an email from Universal Studios Hollywood, and it said, Life finds a way in 2019. Ooh. 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 And Jurassic World is coming to Universal Studios Hollywood, and only to Universal Studios Hollywood right now. As of right now. As of right now, yeah. Um, So that means that the Jurassic Park River Adventure is going to go away and is going to go under extensive refurbishments um, until summer 2019, where it will become the uh, Jurassic World River Adventure. And you'll see the Abdominus Rex and other cool creatures, maybe even Chris Pratt. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I could so, see one of them being there for the opening. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, like a screen, like you, they enclose a tunnel and you see oh, yeah. Chris Pratt fighting yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, More three D screens. Feelings, yeah. feel goods. Um, so I don't know what to think of this. I don't know because I've never ridden. Yeah, well, like I've I ridden said it last time I went, I missed the chance of riding yeah. the now, River Adventure. Now, now let me say this: the Jurassic World, uh, I'm sorry, Jurassic Park ride in Walt Disney World is so much better. In Walt Disney World? In Universal Orlando? I'm so sorry, yeah. (laughs) Universal Studios Orlando, um, as is many things like Gringotts and the Harry Potter stuff down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the one here in California isn't really impressive at all, but it's cool. Like the aesthetic of just Jurassic Park itself and that final drop when the T-Rex like pops out of you and screams and you could touch it if you wanted to. (laughs) I'm yeah. s- it's so close and i don't know yeah. i kind of miss that aesthetic and i feel like they had an opportunity here especially since it's the 25th anniversary of the film mm-hmm. to redo the ride just like i don't know pull out some animatronics do some stuff like that yeah i don't I, think a retheming is necessary i don't see a whole lot of retheming i just kind of see replacing the t-rex with the adominus rex yeah that's gonna adding happen. a screen here or there completely redoing the uh the jerky animatronics of the dinosaurs you know yeah. in the water and whatnot uh new audio maybe a new cue uh, and re-signing right i think it's just yeah. an advertisement well, push that's not really yeah. gonna be Here, here's the thing a Jurassic, lot behind yeah. it jurassic world is okay 
Yeah. But it's kind of nothing compared to Jurassic Park. It's a repeat. Yeah, it's a repeat. It's just a repeat. And I mean, Jurassic World was unique in the fashion that it, uh, that it focused on the park being open. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good idea that the lower lot needed something because they only have three rides down there and nothing has been added since 2006, I think. Yeah. And the queue is so old. They have like 1980s TVs down there (laughs) and it's like a mist factory. Yeah. See, that's, that's what I'm seeing is just re retouching everything, bringing it back up to date. Yeah. They they had a lot of potential here and they missed it. And I think it would have been a lot cooler to have like a new Jurassic Park river adventure for the 25th anniversary anniversary. Yeah. Then, uh, Oh, let's retheme the thing for six months. And I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of these rethemings of old rides yeah like quite honestly i just want a refurbishment is that mm-hmm. too much you don't need to retheme it yeah like california screaming a refurbishment on that i mean it'd be very little but i would have yeah. still loved it it'd be cool new new cars mm-hmm. i'm getting continuously tired of these things some things i think are okay yeah. to you know retheme like uh like we were scared about tower of terror closing and bringing in guardians of the galaxy yeah. into the disney parks but in reality, I find that better in ways. I, don't I mean, s- of course, Tower yeah. Terror will always hold a special place, you know, in my heart. <laughs> but uh, the, I think by bringing in the Guardians and you know adding these new story elements are really going to improve the Disney parks in a way. And I think the same could go for Universal. Yeah. Because I feel like people are with the new generation coming in, less people have seen the original Jurassic Parks and they've been more exposed to these Jurassic World this Jurassic World series. So I think it would touch base a lot more with this new generation. I but, think so too, but it just I, it's different with California Adventure because you're changing an original an original concept to intellectual pop intellectual yeah to uh to something different from a movie this is changing it from a movie to a movie yeah i, I don't know if that makes sense but i just and the the theming like the storyline about Jurassic Park River Adventure is really good mm-hmm. it, it and it's, they they could have touched up so many things they have the potential they have the screens i wouldn't mind a couple of screens in there yeah. better animatronics is, they have so much potential for this, and I'd rather them spend money on that. On top of that, at the beginning of 2017, they redid some things maintenance-wise. Mm-hmm. They had the opportunities, and I feel like this is their push to Star Wars Land, and it is not a very big push at all. And yeah. this is more of an advertising thing. And on top of that, if they were to change Jurassic World or the Jurassic Park of Adventure to Jurassic World, they would have done it at the beginning of 2017 mm-hmm. and not late into 2019. Yeah. I think that they're they're seeing this as an opportunity of okay, the first Jurassic World did good. Here's the second one. I think that it will improve both park attendance and movie attendance in a way if we were to bring this into the parks. Yeah, and there's always that, but I feel like this is this is their 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 shove at Disneyland. Yeah. They're they're, <laughs> they're going their puny for, shove. Yeah, they're going for profit instead of experience. Well, right. no, I wouldn't no say way. that. Um, everyone goes for profit, no matter what. Yeah. But I, I don't know. And you haven't been on the ride, so I, yeah. It's hard. It's hard it, to yeah. debate because I've never been on it. I don't it's know the nostalgia, like, the nostalgia behind it all. Yeah. So I just miss that aesthetic, and I'm getting 
tired of Hollywood reboots now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll go see them, but I don't ever want to own them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see them again. Once is enough. Uh, I'm tired of this, so. Mm. Well, I hope they don't pull this again on some other rides. Who knows? I, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of this whole change. I'm just yeah. seeing minor little changes here and there, bringing it up with technology, changing skins on animatronics, yeah. adding a few screens. I don't see it as like changing the whole structure of the ride. It isn't going to change at all, no. Yeah. But, but yeah. Like, you could very well make the mummy ride down there much better, and people would come no matter what. Yeah. You can make Jurassic Park River Adventure much better and people would come no matter what. Even if it was theme park nerds, they'd come. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Uh, yep. I'm yeah. Not I think very that's. Happy. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's another thing that you just kind of have to wait for. Yeah. I mean, every refreshment, every new retheming has to. You have to wait for it to see yeah. if you're going to like it or but not. But first impressions, not very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the first impressions on Pixar Pure. Yeah, my not. first impressions were yeah. But now that I'm seeing the recoloring, the revamping, the yeah. tunnels on Pixar Pier, the new sign, mm. uh, all of that, I'm starting to get really excited for it and yeah. whatnot, and seeing the potential that it has. So I think we just have to kind of wait a little bit. But, really quick, going to Pixar Pier, my mind just yeah. came across this: Is California Screaming too much of a fast-paced ride to keep up with the story? Because hmm. you're going through this tunnel super fast. Yeah. Um, I just some I have questions about that. Are they going to slow it down a little bit? I feel like they would keep most of the story aspect in the beginning part of it, right? Where yeah. like the beginning and the very end tunnel sequence, right? In the main tunnels that are going to be on the humps yeah. of the roller coaster, uh, concept art has come out, right? Yeah. And you've seen just, um, it's just little animations, right? Yeah. Whether that's going to be practical effects or visual effects or whatnot, I think that it will, I think that they'll slow it down and they'll have it long enough to a point that you'll understand what's going on. Yeah. Right? Like, I think, I don't know. That's. I think it'll be okay, but I just can't I think it'll be okay. Mind, yeah. But yeah, that's, All right. that's definitely a possibility. Um, Okay, so that wraps up Tomorrowland Bugle. You can see all of those news articles on our website at tuneintown.com along with videos, photos, and concept art. Yep. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the main segment of the show where we're going to head over to Universal Studios Hollywood, Orlando, and Japan where we're going to talk about the Back to the Future ride history. So let's go ahead and get into ride history. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Tuned In Town proudly presents History. All right, welcome to Ride History. Uh, again, this is just the Back to the Future Ride History taking place in both uh, Florida, Hollywood, and Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and Caleb have both done research, and like... Caleb had said before, we tried to record this episode on Thursday. Yes. And it got lost into the abyss. Don't know where it went. Yeah. We weren't able to publish it. Hopefully this one works out. I guess It's okay, though, because that was a really bad episode last it time. It was a bad episode we were out because, of it. yeah, we were out of it. We were tired. It's Saturday. We are... Pumped up. Good. Yeah. It's a rainy Saturday. We're good. Okay. Um. So, to start it off, the Back to the Future ride history... Uh. It opened first in the Orlando, Florida park in 1991, in Hollywood, California in 1993, and in Japan in 2001. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of mainly the opening. Uh, I believe in the Hollywood 
or in Orlando, they didn't have Isles of Adventure. No, right? I don't think they did. And I think the yeah, they didn't. I don't think yeah. they did. And it was fairly close to like the Mummy Ride and yeah. all of that area. So, so. But that's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get started with how this ride came to be. And so there's a really much or a lot of history of how the ride appeared. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it was taken from the movie, which yeah. was a major success in the eighties. So I, I believe Star Tours opened in Disneyland in around 1987, 89. That sounds about oh, right. Oh wait, no, a Splash Mountain opened in 89. Yeah, I think it was 87 yeah. when Star Tours opened. And at the time it was like the, whoa, this is amazing. Like Technology. Technology, yeah. Whoa, how did they do this? Magic, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And it has a really good storyline. And so, you know, as all creators should, they brag about it. So George Lucas, you know, being the cocky guy he is, <laughs> just, you know, brags about his, <laughs> look at my amazing 77 millimeter film hmm. yeah. on a motion base <laughs> top that you know yeah. and so he, he bragged about this a lot um not to the public of course but yeah. to other filmmakers like steven spielberg and so steven uh spielberg and lucas worked together on a lot of movies yeah, yeah. so um, you can imagine lucas bragging about his yeah. amazing ride technology and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so steven having produced or yeah, associate yeah produced um, the Back to the Future trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, took it as a challenge, and so here we are with Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want me to talk about uh, the technology? You're the uh, stuff. Yeah. So the original concept are of the ride when he went over to Universal, just kind of uh, taking up a contract, saying, "Okay, I want to I want a Back to the Future ride. What can you give me?" Right. Yeah. Uh, Universal came back and said, "We can make a roller coaster." Right. When uh, in reality, uh, after a little bit of development, a little bit of research, they found that a roller coaster would be too fast paced for the storyline. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make much sense and it would just go on and on. It would be while cool. Though, not yeah. making sense, but it would still be cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, go ahead. All right. And so they went to the idea of an Omnimax screen. Um, which is so the equivalent a, to IMAX today. Yeah, they they focus more on like the Star Tours aspect of it yeah. almost. So some of the original ideas was, I don't know, just putting it in front of a screen, mm-hmm. something like that. And then they came upon this idea, Omnimax, which is very immersive. It's yeah the equivalent to IMAX nowadays. Um, yeah. Omnimax is used in uh, like planetariums. Yeah, so it's like the circular uh, yeah. dome that's over you. And you have to the, sort of back down yeah and it's immersive you look to the left right up it's everywhere mm-hmm. really with the like a fisheye lens yeah it was filmed with a fisheye lens yes and so um they turned to this idea and what's cool about this idea is that since it's such a large you know dome projection dome they can fit multiple cars in there and so that's what they ended up doing they so, fit like 24 total cars within this one dome i, I don't think it was 24 i think it was 24 total Oh, yeah, yeah so I think it was, it was like 12 per theater. Yeah. So three tiers of four cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Math. <laughs> um, and so the way this ride worked is guests would be split up into three tiers and then directed into a room where their DeLorean awaited them. And they'd get into the DeLorean and all of the other um, ride vehicles would be loaded when you're being loaded. And once everything was set and ready, um, the ride vehicles would lift up out of the room, and all of a sudden you'd be up against this Omnimax screen. You can't see anybody to the left, the right, and you can see projections to your left and your right in front of you up. 
it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the pros about this is that it's a high capacity attraction. Each car sat eight people. Yeah. And so it was a literal people eater. Yeah. Because you had two of these domes that housed 12 cars each, three tiers. So you were taking up a ton of people all at once. Now, the cons about this idea is that it took a lot of time to load people in and out, mm-hmm. especially if you already put someone in their room and there's someone with a disability that they have trouble like loading in and yeah. stuff like that. So it took up time loading and unloading. But the con or the pros about this attraction is that you could have one dome open while one is under refurbishment or something like this. So the ride would never, ever close in theory. And so what Universal ended up doing is unintentionally they created the largest ride simulator ever. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Keep going. (laughs) Um, And that's about it. As far as... Do you want to talk about the film that they made? Uh, Yeah, so the main storyline behind it was that Biff, you know, the... Hello, McFly, McFly, that guy, the main, the main, uh, the main bad guy in the movie trilogy. Uh, he enters into the future of technology, the Institute of Technology. There you go. Doc Um, Brown's new lab lab headquarters area testing facility. Um, so Biff enters there. Uh, he captures some of the scientists, which, uh, some of them we found out were the, Imagineers, quote unquote, of Universal Studios. Yeah, so Universal Creative, yeah. Yeah, just like little, uh, what do you call it? I forgot what it's cameos? called. Yeah, cameos. Yeah. There you go. Um, little cameos here and there from these uh, creators of the ride as like institute uh, scientists and whatnot. Yeah. But Biff enters in, captures some of them, uh, locks Doc Brown in his office where he was giving us a tutorial about how we are his test rats or i think you, lab rats. You, you're going on like a tour of the yeah, facility yeah. or something something like going that, on yeah. the tour of the facility and seeing the new eight passenger deloreans conveniently yeah. uh where they were he was going to take you back in time and just show you how it works uh biff traps him in his office and takes one of the time machine the time deloreans and goes off uh doc brown being trapped in his office decides to uh have us get into our ride vehicle and go and attempt to bump um, Biff out of the time. How would you explain it? Like the time period, and it would yeah. create a time vortex that take him that would take him back to the institute, and everything would be okay. Yeah. So uh, throughout the ride, it takes us through various uh, film locations plus original locations, yeah. such as uh, Hill Valley in 2015, you know, ooh, the future, yeah, and uh, 1955. Uh, uh, no, so Hill Valley. You start uh, going through the Institute of Technology, then you end up in Hill Valley 2015, mm-hmm. chasing Biff. Then Biff zooms into the Triassic period some the ice age period first. ice age yeah goes ice into age. the ice age period um, which is just ice everywhere. yeah and you're chasing him around and then he jumps into the jurassic yeah the jurassic or period. the vo- volcanic area yeah and then that you encounter a dinosaur and Ooh. then you bump biff and you go back to the institute of technology and, and all is saved and, and yeah. you walk out listening to the power of love by huey lewis in the news Ooh, uh and you enter the gift shop yep. like any normal like ride does. any good ride yeah, so that's the main storyline. Uh, one thing that was unique about this story, sorry, our dog is in the studio. <laughs> um, he uh, So one unique thing about this ride was how they took uh, actual model, like oh, yeah. models so of the city. 
one thing this this isn't a since it's the 1990s and jurassic park is coming about and stuff like that this is not a very heavy cgi film yeah what you would expect yeah. because cgi is all the crave all the but that, that being said like 25 percent of it is cgi because i mean you have to have those shots where you're going back yeah. in time and stuff yeah. like that the delorean and yeah lighting and stuff so instead of using cgi they went more of a model route mm-hmm. like of hill valley and yeah. whatnot about how uh yeah it was like actual models which was cool because yeah. of all of the crave of the cgi within jurassic park and everything yeah it's like whoa this new technology makes everything look real so yeah and the hardest thing about this is um these shots have to be very accurate mm-hmm. to what the ride is going to be like and so there isn't any stopping. There's no new clips. It's one continuous film. And so they're holding this fisheye lens, maybe on a cable or a, a I don't know, a, what's this thing? A jig? Dolly? Dolly, yeah, like a dolly. And they're, what, three-foot-high models, maybe? Yeah. And and they're going through chasing a DeLorean. It's just amazing how they've done this. Mm-hmm. And um, something unique about it is um, since it's an Omnimax screen and it's around you, you can't have anything straight or it'll be bent or distorted mm, mm-hmm. much like the eiffel tower and soaring around the world yeah if, if you're, you're on, on the, the far opposite side. side it looks like a giant sea yeah um and so all the lamp posts everything is bent in some way or fashion even the buildings like the hill valley sign is kind of a circle in a way hmm. so um and then you jump into the ice age pira pira Pe- period period yes <laughs> um where, yeah, it's just mainly ice, and again, that's a model. And yeah. then you get into the Jurassic area, which, again, are models, but it's mainly volcanoes all around you. Mm-hmm. And you get the uh, T-Rex, which isn't CGI, and it is a puppet. It is a puppet. And, and apparently something that made the audiences love this ride is that the dinosaur, or you end up going in the dinosaur's mouth for a while, and they spray some water at you and some, <laughs> like, moist substances. I don't know. Moist. I, I don't know. Moist how to, liquids. <laughs> How, do you, how would you describe that? Like being spit? in someone's yeah, spit. There we go. Okay. Yep. Yep. But it was water. But it was just, water. It huh? There's it. the illusion. Ooh. Ooh. Magic. Magic. And so um, after that, you know, you ended up bumping Biff, and you ended up back at the Institute of Technology. Whew. Yeah. So. Uh, so it was very unique for its time, using models and whatnot, kind yeah. of based off of the how they did Star Wars and whatnot, like yeah. the on Hoth, the snow planet. Mm-hmm. Stuff. So, uh, it was very, it was a very cool and unique attraction. Yeah, combining both reality and CGI, along with motion, uh, motion vehicles and whatnot. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, this took up two domes, largest in uh, largest ride simulator ever. Uh, so they, f- unfortunately, what brought around the closure of uh. The Back to the Future ride was because Universal just simply wanted to move on with other franchises. Like yeah. The Mummy. Which uh, is a shame. Yeah. yeah. The Mummy, Jaws, Harry Potter, uh, and all of these things. So um, the Florida location closed down in 2001. First to come, first to leave. Uh, California, 2007, and in Japan, 2016. Uh, of course, another reason that it was closed because it was on a ticking time clock. To begin with, right? Guess, with yeah. it becoming outdated with the 2015 theme and all that. And, I mean, it still sits canon with the movie, yeah. but it... And they had potential to redo the ride. And yeah. I wish they did, but... 
Um, the Simpsons moved into all three locations except except for Japan. Yeah. So it Japan. moved into the U.S. locations uh, for both theaters, mm-hmm. um, both domes, and then uh, in Japan it was replaced by Minion Mayhem. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which, yeah. So um, Simpsons Ride is the same thing, except yeah. an updated it updated simulator. It switched to IMAX screens, not on Omnimax. Yes, the, which is. Really, just the same thing, just different projector. Yeah, projection. a little bit, a little bit better graphics and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, and the Simpsons ride I've been on, it makes me very, very motion sick. <laughs> Not very happy about that ride, but it's still pretty cool in that you are like in in your own little room vehicle you know, thing. Yeah. So, still a unique ride system, but um, the Universal Studios uh, Orlando one, they still have the model of the train outside, parked oh, outside. Yeah. Did you see it? Uh yes we did they moved it to the back lot yeah so so anyways thought that was cool and very short lived attraction what ten years maybe yeah about that about ten years for each location a little bit more for like California and Japan yeah but um still wish it was there just because of nostalgic reasons and because it's one of my favorite movie trilogies yeah so and I was talking to Devin about this but I think it's the most appropriate simulator ride based attraction. In my oh yeah yeah I mean like Harry Potter is a good a good candidate for that too, but, but like this one makes sense. But this one just makes sense, and you can't really yeah. mimic a roller coaster or anything like that. Just mm-hmm. it, it would be weird, and so yeah, I, I wish it was still here. But yeah, it was really the start yeah. of Universal turning towards screens and 3d and the whole simulator part of it which makes universal studios unique in a way right yeah it makes it unique and but that's that's always good to have different experiences at different parks yeah so um i think that kind of wraps up the history yeah uh if you guys enjoyed this you listeners back at home make sure to email us or comment on our website uh email is comments at tunedintown.com and just tell us if you want us to branch out and we can do more universal uh ride history some maybe some knots very farm yeah and some other amusement parks around the world uh give us some suggestions uh and we'll be more than willing to kind of branch out uh as of next week we are going to be uh going back over to the disney parks and talking about splash mountain ride history yeah we're going to be revisiting it because uh a it was like one of our first episodes that we didn't really like a whole lot. We feel like it didn't make a whole lot of sense. No. We weren't satisfied with it. And so and we're it's just going to. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be revisiting that. We're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to be getting dates, names, more in depth, and uh, more detail yeah. to kind of explain, you know, what it was supposed to be like in Blue Sky mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then. I believe after that we're gonna go haunted mansion history revisit we might uh might and i then, would rather spend a lot more time on haunted mansion so we might have to bump that it may be a, a two-part yeah episode and, and whatnot that interview i don't know anything so I, yeah no, so, no no guarantees for the next two weeks yeah about so what's gonna happen within the next two weeks um no it's just gonna be normal episodes or whatnot uh coming up towards the end of may beginning of june maybe mid-june yeah we have a interview that may possibly be coming up with jack kendall from dsny newscast you can go check out his uh youtube page again dsny newscast mm-hmm. uh so make sure to look forward to that uh we'll contact him again 
Which see what happens, yeah. He seemed, he seemed on board when we talked yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, hoping for good news. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you, Caleb, for joining us. Of course. Uh, if you want to tell them where they can find us. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Uh, subscribe on our YouTube channel. We have some great content there. Um, let's see. We are also on Facebook. If you'd like to like us and follow us, we don't post anything, but it's pretty cool that we're on Facebook. Um, <laughs> yep. And that seems to be all. Yep. Yeah, uh, full news articles and past episodes that aren't on iTunes anymore. Uh, I think episodes through one through ten are yeah, available like on our website at tuneintown.com. As well, email us at comments at tuneintown.com. And uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in.